The figure yesterday is extremely high. Um, if we look at the target for the winter plan, the HSE's target is something in the region of 236 patients on trolleys would be the expected target with all of the various capacities that they have. And uh, the performance yesterday at Limerick would show that they're almost 50% of the target from one hospital. So really, I suppose, you know, the crisis in the emergency departments is continuing. It's been going on for years. And we now know that there's uh, severe risks to patients' lives due to overcrowding. And the important thing that's needed now is to do studies and examinations on the impact of this overcrowding on the patient's journey through the hospital. Stephen, you mentioned that we know about the impact that it can have, but do you think that things could potentially be even worse than we imagine? If we were to do those studies, would we find out more people do suffer than we had even previously thought? Well, certainly in the past weeks, uh, the Irish Patients Association um, took a UK study that was published in the British Medical Journal and sort of ran a simulation to say, well, what would happen if we experienced the same Um, uh, performance as what that study uh, showed up. And it would indicate that um, for patients waiting more than six to eight hours to get into into their wards, that there can be one additional death. Now, the study actually pointed out that you can't attribute what it was that the additional death arises from. But really, it's time now in Ireland that we had our own study uh, designed by the uh, stakeholders and particularly the experts in the area of emergency medicine to try and establish what the situation is here. As we all know, there was a very important piece of legislation passed last week, uh, a legacy of the late Vicky Phelan, and, you know, about open disclosure. And we need to know uh, what the situation is for patients who are experiencing these huge overcrowding uh, events in, in our emergency departments, not only in Limerick, but indeed around the country. And why do you think it is, Stephen, that this study hasn't been conducted or even talked about in Ireland? Well, certainly it has been. I mean, over the last year or so, we've heard the um, Irish Association of Emergency Medicine. We've heard the doctors, uh, representative bodies and nurses and so on. And everybody has been sort of touching around it. But the figures that we came up with last week, if they were to be, uh, you know, if we were to experience that level of something in the region of about 1,300 additional deaths uh, just for the winter season, um, it really cries out for some, you know, hard research done in the Irish experience because we just can't keep on going. I mean, you know, the Minister at a recent meeting of the Emergency Department Task Force, uh, you know, made the point that there's over 900 million has been spent in the last three years on various initiatives. And we've got to start asking hard questions. You know, are we getting the expected outcomes for this investment? In simple terms, if we if we get bed, one extra bed in the system, that's 365 bed days. And the average length of stay for patients is about five, uh, five, bed, five days per, per, per patient. So you'd get in something in the region of about 70 patients treated with that one additional bed. So we've got to ask ourselves, we're told that there's over 900 beds have been put into the system, and have we had that capacity available? Because that would be a huge impact on the overcrowding that we're experiencing. Yes, in the likes of UHL, you know, it does need extra capacity, and for that capacity they need staff and so on, and there's the need for um, better um, coordination of community services to try and keep people 
out of the system that don't necessarily need to go into the hospital. But let's not lose sight of the fact that these are patients who have been uh, clinically decided that they need to be admitted to the hospital and that's what the hospital's capacity should be built around to be able to meet that demand. Well, Stephen, you've talked about hospital capacity and the difference that one additional bed can make. But when you look at the decision then not to provide any additional acute beds for UHL for this year, does that go against logic, given that the demand that we're seeing? Well, I think in the, in the light of patients' rights to safety and patients' rights to quality care, that if there are decisions not to provide additional capacity, well, then that has to be fully explained and disclosed. Because when you have the levels of uh, patients on trolleys as there were yesterday in UHL, you know, I think the least that those patients need to know is the reasons why that happened. And if additional capacity has been sought and decided against providing, which I would be surprised to really hear, um, well, then that has to be disclosed to the people. As I say, the important patient safety legislation was passed last week. Uh, you know, a, a legacy of the late Vicky Phelan. And the whole point about that is of disclosure, that when things go wrong and a patient has been impacted by whatever the situation um, adversely affected, that they're told and the reasons for it are explained to them so that they, at least they are informed of what happened. And it's the same with communities and, and, and society and so on, that when decisions are being made that will ultimately affect them, that that decision needs to be explained uh, to the patients if there's any impact. In other words, we need to have a, a patient safety proofing of decisions that will actually ultimately impact them. And that is, after all, many of the things that communities are seeking when they're looking for uh, additional resources and so on, that the least that they can be done is to explain to them why something is or isn't happening, because ultimately it's the community and the, and, and the local areas that are going to be affected by it. Finally, Stephen, do you think that there needs to be a greater focus on short-term measures that could help to alleviate the pressure at UHL? When we've had ministers down, we've had the Taoiseach down only last week, it's been a commitment to address capacity, but there's been a lot of talk about long-term measures, you know, where they see perhaps Ennis Hospital going in the future. But do we need to look at the here and now? It, it all has to be about the here and now. It's very fine to, you know, we can talk about slauncher care and we can talk about better integration from uh, technology and so on. What is needed is that we need some solutions for the here and now because patients have needs today and they, don't, they can't wait for two or four or five years for some solution to materialise. If there is capacity and there are uh, options that are there that the local stakeholders and, and professionals know about, well, then they should be um, used and used in a way that even if only small numbers can avail of it, well, then ultimately that means that there will be space provided in the overcrowded EB or ideally up, up the wards so that they don't even have to be uh, waiting too long in the ED to get transferred.